Welcome to Talking Payroll. My name is Tracy Angwin. In this conversation, I speak to Anne Bringens. I first met Anne when we both worked at a club that will have to remain nameless in the 1990s. Anne was the payroll manager and I was working in the HR and payroll technology area. Times were very, very different back then and I start this conversation with Anne reminiscing about our time working together last century at the club. Totally true. That's yeah. so funny. So that, that is damn right. That's Absolutely. so funny. Is that how you and used to get rid of? Fun. That's how yeah. you used to get rid of documents in the in the old days, rather than just wipe uh, wipe tapes and things. Exactly. And rather than um, you know uh, going going through the shredder and putting it in the shredder, we just go and place it quite nicely underneath a leaking tap, or you know, like <laughs> a pipe. And directly above that was the old um, restaurant. So it was put in a in a, in a like a Two years after that, you would go down there to look at it and it was just all mush. Uh, and unfortunately, those documents were lost in the flood. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Toast. So that's, that's funny. And the other thing I remember from those days is um, when the HR manager used to make the um, – she used to interview the guys <laughs> for the bar and make them walk down the stairs. <laughs> Yes, and um, as they as they walked up, coming up to uh, be interviewed, she'd be asking the girls at reception to check out their behinds to see if they looked any uh, looked like they could be quite a good candidate to go into the bar. Can you imagine that happening in an HR department now? Oh my God, no, no, absolutely not. Not going out broadcasting it to everybody like they used to there, where we used to absolutely be in hysterics, <laughs> going quick. Out. <laughs> How funny! I just I have so many funny memories of that, those days, and I just think so much of it, you know, just wouldn't be possible yeah. now, particularly around the data security and stuff. Nope, not at all. Absolutely I, not. No, it was a it was a. And I remember because I was you know twenty two yeah. or twenty three, and you know I'd worked at a payroll vendor, so you know the general manager at the time um, you know didn't take much notice. But then the gaming manager left, right, and the, and he was like, oh, well Tracy knows something about software, and the gaming department need to use software. Oh, She's God. got the job, and so here I was, like a twenty two year old managing two hundred and fifty oh, poker yeah. machines, having to report daily to the Department of Gaming and racing it's like are you right <laughs> no governance and controls there I can assure oh, you my. oh my god yeah I do remember that very very so clearly funny. welcome and thank you for um thank you for joining me on the talking payroll podcast no worries. So right. we, we actually met way back, and I think it was 1995, when we both worked at a club together, and uh, you were the payroll manager, and I'm not sure what I was, to be uh-huh. honest. I think I just was faffing around the HR department trying to do some things with software. But you were already a payroll manager. So how did you get into payroll? Well, oh, gosh, Tracy, that's a, <laughs> that's a funny one. I, I, I landed, I suppose, into payroll, um, when I moved out from New Zealand, and I was only 20 at that stage, I was uh, down in Melbourne and took on a temporary role, just being just as a filing clerk with um, with the big organisation that had a team of about 15, 17 people in it. And um, after about a about two or three months, they said, "Look, would you like to take on one of the payrolls?" Which was um, 
actually based in New South Wales, and um, we want to centralise it down into Melbourne. Um, would you be keen to take it on? And I thought, oh, okay, yeah. I'll, um, so I was self, oh, not self-taught, I suppose, taught in-house on how to run this payroll. And it was a weekly-based payroll, and that was, I think when I very first started, it was on a Kalamazoo. Yeah, exactly. Those really, really old pieces of paper that you used to write mm-hmm. out. And I think I had about 200-odd staff, so you could imagine the time and the paper thrown around in that office was just out. It was out of control. <laughs> so <laughs> it really was. So then we moved across onto a payroll system, and, and for the life of me, I can't remember what it was, but they did go on to electronic payroll, etc. I was seconded up here to um, up to Sydney for about six weeks, Brought the payroll back where I went from there. So that's kind of how I got into it. Stumbled into it. How interesting. Loved it. Yeah, how interesting. Loved it. And look, it's been said to me before, and in fact, I haven't even said this, but, you know, I heard even this week mm. that uh, there was comments from mm. your current workplace that you were the mm. best payroll, you know, manager that they'd ever seen. And uh, <laughs> That's very kind. So, that's really so kind. Go. But that is very kind. Um, I well, I think with payroll, um, you've got to you know you've got to have a bit of compassion for everybody out there too, because at the end of the day, your role is only there because you have people who you are paying. Yeah. So they're your clients, and they're the ones you need to look after. So when you need something, and especially when you're dealing from whether it's the top management right down to the bottom, you've got to. You've got to talk in a language that they are, you know, we're all on the same level and they've got to understand the reasoning why you might require something or from a um, person right down to the, you know, who might be in the warehouse or a driver, but right down to their level of, of explaining something to them. So it might take a little bit longer to explain something. So I think that's got a lot to do with um you know, just becoming good at what you are, it's not just about, you know, numbers numbers and dollars and cents. Mm. It's definitely about um, the way you ad- address different situations or how you, re- how you source your information from different ones. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's – and that's kind of where – that's – and I also put that very much in, to my staff when I employ my staff. I make sure that it's – They've got to have a very strong customer service Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, solving issues from one, not just one angle and not just black and white, looking outside the square as well. Mm. So I think that's probably, um, which has helped me get to where I am now. Yeah, right. Um, Well, then you. If you you surround yourself with good people, then you you love it. Yeah, exactly. Look, you you went from Uh from that infamous club to. to Rico, and you were at Rico. Well, you must have been there 20 years. Yes, yes it was. It was over 20 That's years. That's unbelievable. Yeah, and that was fantastic experience. I ran that payroll on my own from – when I first started there, there was 350-odd staff, and they were um, – we, we had them scattered all over, all over Australia. Then – they kept on buying companies out and we grew and grew and I left that company with 1,100 staff. Oh, wow. So it really did grow. And just going through all those changes and the change in that organisation as well, um, yeah, really stepped me up. 
that's for certain. I've got to, yeah. I gotta say, you you clearly yeah. like change because now you're at Sutton Motors do. and doing yeah. a change, really a change management piece there as well. Taking what is it, fifteen or sixteen, essentially small businesses that all did their payroll separately to yeah. a, to a centralised model. Um, Absolutely. And I, ma- I yep. imagine the, the finance folk at each of those locations who've been running their own payrolls might be a bit mm. concerned about handing the payroll over to a centralised team. Yeah. I mean, how do, how do you yeah. deal with sort of changing old habits and opinions and how do you sort of manage difficult or reluctant stakeholders? Exactly. And that is exactly the challenge I think that we have had um, so far um, since I've been here, which has not been a great, you know, it's only been a year and a half or so, We've brought across, I think we've brought across 11 sites. Mm -hmm. We've got three more to go. Um, Majority of the uh, financial department of those each sites have been very, very supportive. Um, I take it out to them before we even look at um, bringing them onto our payroll system in-house, or not in-house, centralising it, I go out and have a good old chit-chat with them and just try and find out what they do and 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 just see how they do things out there to accommodate the way they're doing it so they don't feel any massive changes whatsoever. More, we accommodate what they require. However, bringing it across to very streamline and um, consistency so and explaining to them the reasons why we're doing that. So communication again, going out and sitting down with them, having a coffee with them and getting the key players there and just going through absolutely every step that we take to bring it across and make them feel comfortable that when we get it there, after we've worked with them for the last six weeks, that on that um, timing when we bring them on, that they feel quite confident that everything's going to be okay. And Touchwood so far, we've... um, We've gone. We we have done really well. That's brilliant. I mean, so, it's all about relationships, isn't it? I mean, you've 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 okay. managed the relationship before you've even started the project. You've set the context of it. You've explained right. the benefits, and you've given them confidence yes. that you're the person who can do this. And um, that's, right. that's that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, and 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 look, don't get me wrong. You always do get um, somebody who is a bit reluctant to move or make change or oh, the old way is the best way or, you know, why are we moving something that's not broken? Um, but once you explain to them the reasonings behind it, then they, they understand, like saying, well, now we can get a really clear picture of what's going on in the whole organisation, not just as a puzzle, a little bit here and a little bit there. It's all under one hat and it's going to be a lot better for your reporting. You can then, um, I suppose, um monitor how well you are fitting within the, the group because we have all the other details and all the other information and data as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes sense once you explain it to them. Rather than I'm just coming to take over your payroll. No, exactly. And, look, we have been so fortunate here that we have not lost any person who was initially doing the payroll on those sites. They've kept them. Oh, wow. And I'm, I'm, I've made it very clear to management I wanted that to happen. I want to see if we can re-employ them or keep them as, you know, doing something along the same lines. I've even employed one of them when I had a um, vacancy in my department um, and she's come on board with me. So oh, great. I, 
not want to see anybody lose their roles. That that wasn't our um, intentions mm-hmm. whatsoever. Yeah, right. Well, that's great, and I mean that—that's great that you've—you've you've also given that person, you know, a genuine career in payroll now, rather than sort of doing a small payroll as part of their job. They now, you know, can be a specialist. Well, exactly, and that is the difference. Um, you know, you see it in a lot of little organisations. It is just a um, a payroll task. It might be part of their job, um, and they're they're not fully trained in all the legislation that drops down or it's up for them to find out what is the new legislation. And you and me both know, Tracy, it's changing constantly. Mm, yeah, exactly. And, with every, and more now with everything that comes up in media, especially of lately, of the last few years, where the um, focus is on somebody being underpaid or working them to death and they're not getting paid for the hours that they're working or whatever um, you've got to understand a lot more than just putting in putting numbers across to gross net and tax. Spot on. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, that's not where the problems are caused. When you see these payroll problems in the press, and the press does love a good bad news payroll story, oh. it's never that you know that the tax was wrong. <laughs> Dead right. Yeah. It's it's not that at all. It's usually something to do around their conditions or, yep. their, um, you know, they've been put on the wrong rate. Um, and, and that can fall on um, the head of the payroll person, payroll manager. We've seen them be fined in the past. Mm-hmm. We've, we've seen that happening. Um, so there's a lot more responsibility on making sure that um, you you know your facts and, and it's correct. So where you're bringing on all these little tiny sites, sometimes that get overlooked a little bit. So I I really insist that my staff have that annual training. Um, we're constantly checking to make sure there's no changes in the awards, if there are awards. We're always questioning HR around maybe industrial relations things. Constantly. I mean, they are specialists, without a doubt. Absolutely. Mm. And I mean... Um, this goes to culture too. I mean, culture in a, in a, in a pay office is, is so important and it plays a huge part in, in both the wider business as well as obviously in the payroll department. And, you know, often we report to finance, sometimes we report to HR, but there's always sort of a bit of a triangular relationship. And, you know, I think this can work really well, but sometimes there are challenges or even friction between those parties. H- how have you seen where sort of different cultures and different payroll environments and, and what's the most important thing when fostering a, a healthy payroll culture? So with my team, I make sure that they are working extremely closely with HR because I call that the pre-employment. That's where an employment starts. And if we're not in the picture right from pre-employment, then we don't know if somebody's coming on or leaving or transferring, et cetera. So that's really, really important. We work very closely with HR. In fact, we're all on the same level and they've got a great team. We've got a good relationship with the FCs, as in your financial controllers or your financial department, it's just as important on that side as well because if you're costing someone to the wrong area, then it's going to come back and get, you know, like they're going to question that. So where there's change in moving departments or liabilities, leave liabilities, um, those sorts of bits and pieces, it's extremely um, important to have that great relationship with your financial team as well to understand how important it is to move somebody's 
maybe their overtime to that particular department or to another department. All those bits and pieces, they all um, form part of, that's the dollars and cents. So that's your financial control. So my team, I make sure that they have a great relationship with both sides of the coin. Yeah, right. I mean, it's the only way really, isn't it? I mean, you Absolutely. We see if there's if there's a dysfunction in either of those relationships with HR or finance, there's typically a dysfunction in payroll. Exactly, exactly. Because the way I look at payroll, it's almost like a funnel. We sit at the bottom, we're fed by HR and we're also fed by the financial side of things. So whatever is delivered to us is what we're, you know, delivering back to them. Yeah, right. Processing back to them. Okay. And that's part of how I see it um, as, a, you know, if you drew it on a, on a piece of paper. So both sides are 50-50. They're very important. Um, and you can't blame HR and you can't blame, finan- you know, the financial side of things. It's, it's definitely um, – it's a two-way street, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I mean, one of, the thing, yeah. one of the things I also talk about a lot is increasing the profile of payroll within an employer, um, so in, you know, in the business. Do you have anything specifically that you do to ensure that your colleagues understand, you know, your, your HR payroll and operations colleagues understand the importance of payroll? Um, I think the bottom line is if you don't understand um, payroll, um, you're certainly going to get some pretty angry ants on the phone ringing you up and going, oh, if you don't get it right. Um, it, but what about the importance of payroll? Like, you know, how important, like what payroll can do? You know, you're doing a transformation project at, you know, at the moment. That's making a real difference to the business. Mm-hmm. So is there anything you do, you know, like, you know, meeting with your sort of operational colleagues, um, that, that makes them understand that, you know, your your role and how you can help them. Understand what you mean. Okay, so we we have sat down with um, certain players, whether it's the HR side or whether it's the financial side, and asked them what their requirements are. We've been building um, hundreds and hundreds of reports, extracting crystal reports, sending them out, scheduling them so they're receiving them on a monthly basis, weekly basis, basis how, whenever they require them. So listening to their needs and understanding what they um, need them for, then we can build a report for them, which then makes it um, more efficient and, it, um, yeah, just more efficient for them, which then... I suppose they can put their hands on this sort of information a lot quicker than, say, going through on a manual basis or putting it, pulling it out onto an extract and, and uh, sorry, pulling it out onto Excel mm-hmm. and then configuring it themselves. We can actually cut to the chase and get that done in one full sweep if we understand what they require. Yeah, yes. right. I mean, it's communi- yeah. back to communication, proactive communication. Yes. That's dead right. So it's the feedback. And I always say to um, everybody whenever, and I'm doing it still, I go out to all the sites and just ask them, is there anything that's, you know, not working for them? Is there anything we can improve on? I want to hear your feedback. If it's good or bad, I need to hear. So then we have an understanding on what what there could be a roadblock or, um, you know, there could be a hiccup there somewhere that we can try and help you with and – that's usually around reporting. Right, okay. Mm. 
And or training as well. Yeah, right. Mm. Okay. I mean, in terms of in terms of your payroll team, then, um, in, in payroll professionals in general, what do you think the most important characteristics are of of a you know a, of payroll professionals? I think the thing that I look for when I'm employing people is their. I, I want to find out whether or not they're a real human being. <laughs> and what I mean by that is, um, whenever I interview, I don't interview like a. Uh, like a standard interview, I leave that up to HR to do that side of it. I sit down and I have a chit chat, just like you and I mm-hmm. do now, and, and I find out whether they can laugh. I like to know that somebody can have a bit of a chuckle about something. Um, not they wouldn't fit you know, in not, your team not, if they couldn't laugh. My memories of the days when I worked here was everything was hilarious. I think we did more laughing than exactly. working. Exactly. No, you've got you've got to have a you've got to have a joke, and you've got to be able to take things like things lightheartedly whether it you know even when you you know and we're all human sometimes mistakes happen and I you know I don't never ever go off at my staff for that at all we sit down we work out a solution and we move forward and we might even have a chuckle about it mm. um but you when I'm looking for somebody I I do I interview them like I'm having a chit chat with them um and then I'll ask them um you know obviously obvious questions whether or not they're um they they enjoy that uh, communication with um, with people, you know, the, the communication skills is, is again comes back as one of the strongest things I'm looking for. Okay, because I believe if you can chit chat to anybody or talk to anybody about anything um, on every level, then you're going to win over your managers. You're going to win over those employees that might ring up a little angry. You can settle them down and have that compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, work with them. So they're the strong points. I mean, obviously the other ones come into factor. You know, you want somebody who's got eye for detail and all that, but that that comes with um, when you read their reference, I suppose, or when you get their references. Sure, and there's some things you can train and there's some things that you just can't train. So I suppose you're looking for those those sort of softer skills and in in someone that you can't necessarily train. You can't train attitude, for example. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, um, one of the girls that I um, hired uh, about seven months ago, abs- br- she was absolutely brilliant personality, very vivacious, bubbly, great character. She had never ever done payroll before. However, she she had worked in doing numbers, and you know, so she was a numbers girl, and she, she understood the concept. And I actually asked her the other day, I said, what made you want to come to payroll and not stick with what you were wanting to do? First thing she said to me was, I just love the interaction with the managers and with the employees and um, knowing it's a fulfilment. I know that every week I'm paying them, they're happy with that. And yeah, it's, it's a form of, yeah, just fulfilment. And um, I think that was really interesting. Yeah, brilliant. But it wasn't... Yeah, and also she said it's a life skill that you want to know because you do want to understand how you're being paid, where is your money going, where is your superannuation going, Where? how do I understand my entitlements, all those things. And I thought, yeah, that was really interesting. Mm, absolutely. So, um, mm, so once, very interesting. So once you've got great people in your payroll team, what it, it's really obviously it then becomes important to keep them. Good payroll professionals are hard to find. Um, what are your strategies for engaging and retaining staff? 
Okay, that's a, that's a really great question because just recently I sat down with each individual um, staff member and I said to them, okay, where do you want to, you know, where do you want to go? Where do you see yourself in a year or so? One of, one of the girls would like to have touch on HR and I said, okay, well, we're going to make that happen. I said, you go out there and you find the courses that you want to do. Let's get payroll under your belt first, get those runs on the board and we will try and get you across into understanding HR and if you want to go down that track, well, then you never know, an opportunity might come up along those lines as well. I think um, you've got to push your staff to a point where they're a little bit out of their comfort zone to keep them engaged. Mm. I think people move from their roles when they become bored. So you're in a role and you're doing the same thing over and over and over and you do it really well, and that's great. However, it's nice to have that challenge to step out of your comfort zone and learn something either new or um, take on a different type of a skill that you um, – it might not even be anything to do with payroll. It might be more in the finance area. It might be like this other girl was wanting to do HR. Um, so constantly I'm trying to keep them engaged with – something new, stepping them outside of where they normally wouldn't sit, um, but obviously listening to them. I don't want to put them into a, to a situation where they are, they're struggling. I mean, sure. that, that. But quite often you'll find when you do this, they love it, and it's only adding to their CV. So it was personal growth, I look at that right? As a, it, absolutely it is. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I've taken one of my senior payroll guys um, away from payroll altogether, even though his his um, his goal is to become a payroll manager. And, and I said, look, we'll get you there no matter what. However, you know payroll inside out. So now I'm going to put you out into the training section and development of a um, of our time interpretation modules and so forth. Mm-hmm. So He's now stepped away from payroll and is more in the back end. So he's understanding the concept of how everything works from the backs, the back end of a payroll, not the front. Oh, brilliant. Rather That's than so being great. at the front line, being at the back line. And he's fantastic at this. And I said, this is where you should be going. He goes, no, no, I want to be a payroll manager. I went, oh, that's fine. <laughs> we'll definitely get, we'll, we'll get you there. That's fine. You, you'll get there, no doubt. That's so, so great. Um, that's just beautiful mentoring, yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. So that's my, um, you know, that's the way I've um, sort of tried to keep my staff engaged. And, I, I mean, so far I've had pretty good feedback from them. They seem to be all very happy um, and uh, yeah, we'll see how we go. That's awesome. We'll see you in a year, Tracy. Yeah, we'll get you back. Um, what, so, what, what do you, I mean, in terms of you know, payroll's not an easy job. Um, we definitely mm. we know that. What, what do you think the biggest challenges are for payroll professionals at the moment? I suppose I see it is I think back to when I started doing payroll, how paper based it was, and how driven it was by manual processing, to now becoming more electronic and also be more a system payroll. So it's more in the configuration of how you're setting up your payroll to, if that makes sense. That's so interesting. Yeah, like we're driving away so quickly from putting pen to paper. Everything is about you get an email, you can drag and drop, you can type off that, you can have your two screens up, 
you can tap it straight in. You can sometimes you can even just you know drag and drop it straight into um, your payroll system. There's like mapping, um, like um, um, what other sorts of can, bringing in time and attendance. It's also driven now by our system. So I think the biggest challenge is setting up your configurations of a payroll, your, the basis of your payroll. That's so interesting. I'll tell you why I find that really insightful. Is because okay. a lot of the things that we've, like you say, everything's, everyone's talking automation and calculations being automated right. and, you know, data being automated and workflows and all this sort of stuff. And it's really easy from an, for an employer, particularly those that, you know, get in trouble and they're in the newspapers and all the rest of it, it's really easy to blame the technology. Oh, yeah, we had bad technology, we had old technology. But what they don't admit is that humans set up that technology. Humans configured it. And with this automation, which is why I think it's so awesome what you're doing with the guy that works for you who's gone into the more, um, you know, that sort of the technology side of it is that Mm. I just think it's so important not just to know that it's automated but understand why the system works like it does because what happens is I see employers setting up all these automations and award interpretations and then no one checks them so they just keep doing things wrong. It's exactly right and I have experienced exactly what we're talking about where something has been set up incorrectly and it is producing incorrect information, incorrect pays, and we've had to unravel it all. We've had to basically take it right back to the very, right back to the foundations and build it again. Mm. That, I believe, is the biggest challenge that everybody out there should um, take into consideration when they're looking at, you know, bringing on a new system or whether they're taking, even stepping into a new role where you might work, walk into a new role and they go, oh, my God, this is such a mess. This payroll just won't work. There's a reason why. It's not the product. You're right, Tracy. It is the way it's been configured or it's the way it's been built in the first place. Yeah, you don't call yep. Microsoft because your Excel spreadsheet's no. not working properly. You know, Microsoft no. would just say, well, you'd put the formulas in wrong. That's dead right. Exactly. So I I think in this day and age that's the problem. And it's scary because it can be several years before something actually comes or somebody pipes up and says, hang on, this is just not right. Mm. And you've had this complete mess for the last, you know, two, three, four years or whatever it might be. And then you've got an expensive remediation problem typically then as well. Damn right. Damn right. So I think that's the, that is one of the biggest challenges that's happening right now. And it's moving so, so quickly to get everything electronically well, moved across to electronics that, um, you know, that there's, these are just coming up left, right and centre. Mm. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing the same things. It's interesting. So, I mean, if you, if you had someone yeah. new to the payroll industry that just, you know, you, you met and uh, I know you do a lot of networking at one of these events, um, what, yeah. what tips might you have for them? Like someone who wants to sort of cement a career in payroll, what, what tips would you give that person? Um, look, just, I don't know, just be a human being, be yourself. Um, you know, got, I suppose, have your door always open and always remember that, that, like I said at the start, you're only there because you have 
employees to pay. That's mm. why your role is there. So you've got to look after them. You've got to understand. And not everybody may understand um, it the same way as, as you might see it. Um, so you've got to be patient. You've got to be um, particular, caring, polite, um, respectful, and, you know, and, and hopefully you'll get that back. Um, so I think just – and go out there and learn as much as possible. Don't be – don't say, oh, I don't want to do that because that's not in my role. Do it because it's only broadening your own, you know, everything that you know about mm. payroll. So yep. that's – you know, I do that with my staff as, you know, like I have with one of the guys – um, that might not have been something they'd thought about doing, but I've said, look, I really think you need to go ahead and try this because this is only going to make you more valuable. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. So, Brilliant. Um, and it's really interesting, yeah, guys. Think- Sorry. No, okay. no, no, you go. No, it's, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just – what I was just going to say is that, you know, those, those things that you talk about, you know, patient, caring, polite, respectful, those are all things that computers can't automate. Yeah, that's exactly right. Absolutely. I've got one last question for you because you're at Sutton Motors, of course. What are you driving at the moment? <laughs> um, at the, um, they took me out of the Velar and I was in tears. You know, they they had me in a beautiful car for about two days while my car was getting, um, I think they were doing something to it. And I said, you only did that to tease me. So, no, I'm now back in a Land Rover Discovery, which I love. <laughs> so <laughs> that nice. is definitely one very nice little um, perk. I suppose that, you know, that's part of this role. It's great. They, but, um, well, and then I get to drive around all the time. you got to you gotta exactly. know your products. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, I could sell you one of those, no problem, Tracy. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much for um, yes. for your time. It's, you know, I so enjoyed the, you know, 20-something years ago when, when we worked <laughs> together and um, I know that you're doing incredibly good things at Sutton Motors and uh, I really look forward to, you know, <laughs> celebrating with you the end of, you know, when you get those last three sites on. What's the, you know, you're, you're a prolific yeah. networker. What's the best way for people to connect with you, LinkedIn or stalking a Sutton's Motor dealership? I mean, how, how do people connect with you? Um, probably, um, yeah, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one way. Uh, you can always drop me a line at Sutton's um, Sutton's Motors, absolutely, yeah. Okay. Just by email. Um, yeah, definitely. Usually I go to anything that you run, Tracy, so I'm usually floating around there at the next forum, I think next week. Well, I that look, forum next week. I look forward to yeah. seeing you next time, and yeah. um, it's always fun. And thanks again for, for your time. I've, it's, it's always such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, Tracy, so much. It's been great. See, awesome. See you soon. See ya. Bye. Hi, this is Tracy. I hope you enjoyed that last episode of Talking Payroll. If you've got any comments or questions, please email them to us at podcast at ostpayroll.com.au. And look, if there's anyone that you'd love to hear on this podcast or someone that you think that I just have to interview, and maybe that's even you, uh, please let us know by emailing podcast at austpayroll.com.au. That's podcast at austpayroll.com.au. I'm really looking forward to having you listen again next time I'm talking payroll.